today's dead idea? Well, we're going to be doing a series on Titoism, which is, I guess, the ideology of uh, Tito, the communist dictator of Yugoslavia, uh, which was a very different kind of communism than pretty much anything that you would normally think of. But but today, actually, we're not going to get into that. We're going to do kind of like a personal prologue to that series. And it's going to be a little different. It's going to be more personal. But it's something I just kind of want to get out there right now. So that's what we're talking about today on Dead Ideas. What does it mean to be a nationality? What does it mean to be like this ethnicity or that ethnicity? It's, it's kind of a weird and uncomfortable question for me. I'm Slovenian, and Slovenia is a country that is part of the former Yugoslavia, and that's part of the, the impetus for, for doing this series that's coming up. This isn't even the series yet, but it's coming up. And I don't know, it, 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 I feel really kind of weird about it, because I really don't know anything about Slovenia, about my heritage. But I also kind of feel like, well, why should I? I mean, what does it really even have to do with me? I mean, I know that in America, and this, for those are people who are listeners who are outside of America, or my international audience, if you don't know, Americans have this weird thing where they say, like, I'm I'm, oh, I'm Dutch, you know, or, or whatever. But then if you ask someone who's actually Dutch, they'll say like, no, you're American. You're not Dutch. <laughs> but but it, it means something for Americans, even though they don't really hold on to very much of that culture, typically. I mean, some do. But a, a lot of us just say like, oh, I'm like one eighth this and and, you know, 16, 30 seconds that or whatever, that, that fraction doesn't even make sense. But, and it's, it's as if it's supposed to mean something to us. And does it? Or should it? I mean, we, we cling to it as a sort of a way of defining ourselves. I, I don't, I don't know how useful that really is. I mean, certainly if you, if you find meaning in it, then great, go ahead and do it. I've never been particularly identified with my Slovenian heritage. I'm only half Slovenian. It's on my mom's side. My father's side is Swedish, German, and a whole bunch of other things, some Irish in there. And even on my mom's side, we're not pure Slovenian, though it's mostly Slovenian. But I don't really know anything about my heritage. Very little, in fact. And that's part of why I want to do this series on Titoism. To kind of learn more about that and dig into it, but not because I feel like I should know something, but because it it's interesting to me because it's so weird. Like I don't think you sh who cares what your where you know what your the blood is in you. It doesn't make any sense to me. But culture makes sense to me, and identity makes sense to me, and identity issues, and I can see why people like struggle to hold on to things. And so I, I'm going to kind of try to explore that myself. And, and this episode is really just going to be kind of a personal reflection, a prologue to the Titoism series, which will be coming, I don't know when, maybe in two weeks, maybe in two months. I don't know. 
I'll have to, I have a lot more research to do before I can do it. But th this is going to be just a personal reflection, just kind of get it out there, get my feet wet, and specifically to kind of start talking about it before it's over, like overly thought about, over, before the the raw emotions and kind of ambivalent feelings and weirdness of it is is over and done with. And I'm not using any kind of a script. I've got just a couple of bullet points on a piece of paper here. So it's a little more personal and raw. And I'm also kind of like, I want to get this out here partly too, because um, Glenn on the Lesser Bonapartes is, is planning a series on the Balkan Wars, the, the, the 90s Balkan Wars, the Yugoslav Wars, and just finished up on his uh, Carlin uh, series on Milosevic too, which is pretty interesting, kind of cool. He did a good job on it. So I kind of want to just like establish that I'm not doing it just to copy the lesser Bonapartes because <laughs> once everybody hears their series coming out, that's probably what they'll think. Um, and by the way, Glenn has given me the official, hey, go ahead, kid, <laughs> do what you want on doing this Titoism series. I've been kind of coordinating with him. And I also found that since April, there's also this other guy named Alex Krukshanks who's been coming out with a whole podcast called History of Yugoslavia, and that's chock full of information. So I've been listening to that, and that's pretty cool, and I've been corresponding with him a little bit, and we might potentially maybe do some kind of collaboration coming up too. So kind of cool. I mean, Yugoslavia is not something that you almost ever, ever hear about, but you start poking your nose around, you find stuff. And I found myself looking into Slovene history and really but there's just, it's hard to find. It's not a topic that's very common. I've been going around the internet and YouTube and watching weird 80s travel videos that are trying to get you to come to Tito's Yugoslavia. <laughs> showing, showcasing, yes, it's a communist country, but look how it's totally not what you think. And they drink wine and look at these women in skimpy bathing suits. <laughs> <laughs> and I've been listening to Leibach, this Slovenian industrial band. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. I hadn't before, despite being a, a, a dedicated devotee of industrial music. But I guess they were influential. Uh, they were started in the 80s. They're still going today. And um, the lead singer has this really, really weird gravelly voice that's kind of like, sounds like a very proto-black metal kind of a voice. I don't know. It's just so... It's it, that and... That. <laughs> just Everything about this has been a very weird experience. But the weirdest part is really just that, you know, it's my heritage and I'm supposed to somehow feel like, oh, this is me, you know, but it's not. It's, it's not you. It's not you. It's the whole romanticism of nationalism that came up in the uh, late 18th and then big time in the 19th century and gave rise to Prussia and all of the little nationalisms in Yugoslavia, you know, Serbian nationalism and Croatian and Bosnian and Albanian, everything else. It's a fantasy. It's a romance. People can find great meaning in it. And that I don't mean to say that that meaning itself has no meaning. I mean, meaning is meaning. If it means something to you, that's great. But it's it's not something that's like a moral imperative incumbent upon all people. 
but I want to research into this. You know, I want to kind of like explore this kind of uncomfortable weirdness of this is my heritage. And when I think about the Slovenian-ness of my family, I mean, from the get-go, it was always like, we're Slovenian. You know, the typical American thing where you say, like, I'm this nationality. It has some big meaning. And I'm sure it did, you know, a few generations ago. Because I'm maybe like, what, third generation? Let's see. Um, so me, my mom, my mother's mother was born here. Uh, and her mother emigrated. And we've lost, you know, 99.9% .9 of any kind of identifiable Slovenian culture. But we're Slovenian. Some of my relatives, they've done more than me. I have an uncle who studied Slovenian. He can speak a little bit of it. I'm sure he's rusty. Some of my relatives have visited Slovenia. We still are in contact with some of our family's descendants from over there. I've seen pictures of them, and uh, they tell me, like, oh, this is so-and-so, and this is so-and-so, and this is so-and-so, and we're this, you know, they're our family. And it's like, well... You know, I, I take it at face value, but also, like, the people in the pictures, how, how are they related to me? Yes, okay, blood relations, sure, but what what do they have to do with me? How, how, how are we in any way the same? You know? So, I mean, the, the most important thing to me that I connect our family with Slovenia is making potitsa, which is this kind of weird pastry. But it, it's an awesome dish that I remember my mother making, uh, and it was so different and unique. First of all, because of the taste. It didn't taste like anything else I knew. And second of all, because the way she made it, she had to spread out this dough in, super, in a super thin, thin sheet all across the dining table. And then put on top of that like cinnamon and sugar and um, eggs and cottage cheese and apples and then you roll it all up and it kind of turns into this layered kind of weird de delicious but also blah in that old worldy kind of way but but just good kind of tasting thing and just recently I, I convinced my mom to show me how to make the recipe and it was that was maybe like two weeks ago now. We made it together, and I was like, yes, fine, okay. Now I can say that I know how to make pizza. I'm Slovenian. <laughs> so that's that's kind of what nationality means to me. But I, I want to explore this. So I guess I'll stop rambling for now. You know, if you're if you're still listening, that's on you. I told you at the beginning, this is just going to be kind of like a really unusual personal kind of reflection, just kind of getting my feet wet and trying to you know introduce the Titoism series. So there you go. <laughs> so to finish this out, I'll leave you just with a, a little teaser about what Titoism was. I'm not going to say very much about it because I'll save that for the series, but basically... Tito came to power after World War II. He was a war hero. He fought against the uh, Nazi and fascist Italian and Hungarian uh, occupation, all three of those, 
and he was a partisan leader. And so he was a war hero, and when World War II ended and Yugoslavia was created, it had been a, like a Yugoslav kingdom before that, but now it was no longer a kingdom, it was like a different kind of state. Uh, he was installed in power, and, and he became a communist dictator, at first after the fashion of you know Lenin, Stalin, etc., but very quickly he, he broke with Moscow, and that's the thing that really makes him unusual and Titoism an interesting thing to study because he decided no there's another way to do communism we're not just going to follow Moscow and it's going to be different here and then it kind of was <laughs> he actually followed up with it and we're going to be exploring that what was actually different it's been said that although Yugoslavia might not have been the greatest place in the world to live if you had to live in a communist country, Yugoslavia would be the best place to live in. So, <laughs> how, how did that work out? That's what we're going to be looking at in this series. There's even, you know, even today in, uh, in Slovenia and other former Yugoslavia countries, there's some fond memories back of living under this dictator, Tito. To the extent that there's actually a phenomenon called Yugo nostalgia, and they're looking back on times that were a little less teeter tottery in terms of like where's my tiny little nation going to be in ten years, looking back with fondness at the stability that un that was experienced under this dictator Tito, that's interesting. So, it, it it's definitely going to be a fun series. It's going to be something that you've probably never heard of before. I've never heard of before, and so I'm looking forward to it. I hope you are too. I don't know when it's coming. Like I said, in two weeks, in two months, who knows? I'll keep you posted though. All right, I'll leave it off there. Thanks for listening, everybody. I'm BT Newberg. This is Dead Ideas.